He didn't slam you. He didn't bump you. He didn't nudge you. He rubbed you. And rubbing son is racing. And welcome everybody to Locked On iRacing episode, sorry, 2021, season three, week number five. I'm Peter Wilco Wilkinson and I'm joined by the amazing Braden Martin here in half in lockdown, half not in lockdown, rugged up like a, a Eskimo and ready to do homeschooling. How you going, mate? <laughs> yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Just, uh, what are we, an hour and 42 minutes into lockdown in SA, so... Wonderful news for my Tuesday afternoon. Um, yes, we almost yeah. didn't get a podcast tonight, but we got there in the end. We're going to do it. So. We're going to get it, and because we've got big news to talk about, so cannot wait to. So let's let's just get straight into it, mate. What have you been up to for the last week? Abridged version. Oh, what have I been up to? We've done a little bit of racing and a little bit of streaming, which has been nice. Um, obviously, the skips went to Road Atlanta this week. Uh, the no. uh, sh- Oh, I did too in the officials. Version. I haven't even looked at the yes. officials in months. <laughs> the officials. So went to Road Atlanta, the short version. Um, which was the first time I'd driven that track uh, as I just hadn't bothered to purchase it and kind of had skipped it when um, when it had popped up in other series that I'd raced and just sort of kind of avoided it. No, Not for any particular reason, just just a track I didn't really feel the need to buy. Um or, or the weeks that it was on, I just kind of felt like I needed a bit of a break. So it was kind of a good excuse to not jump in and, and race the officials. Um, yeah. But yeah, had some mixed luck. Did about five races there, I think. Um, uh, the first sort of time I went out on the track, I found it really tricky. Uh, I found it really hard to get into a rhythm. But once you sort of start to understand the track a bit more and know where the apexes of the corners are on those hidden crests and stuff, it, it was a pretty fun track to drive. Um, yeah, so yeah, I had a couple of good results, I had a sixth, a fourth, a fifth, um, and another fifth in, in another, a couple of the races, but also managed to pull off a win, uh, which was nice. Uh, it was a bit of a hollow victory because the person who was leading, uh, was about eight seconds up the road and with about three laps to go, just had a spin whilst trying to eventually get around some lap traffic, I think, and spun off. And then, um, I had to, uh, well, I got in front and was about three and a half seconds down the road and sort of was, I was actually on stream. You can go back and watch it. And I was like, oh, three and a half seconds. That's fine. Like got two and a half laps left. Like he's not over a second quicker than me per lap. So, you know, as long as I don't make any mistakes, I should be fine, which was obviously famous last words. And I pretty <laughs> much went on to bottle almost every single corner of the last lap and a half and Almost yeah. literally gave him the win. So I ended up crossing the line 0.117 seconds ahead uh, for yeah. the win. So I was very, very lucky. Um, and that was obviously um, Oscar uh, Chinchilla Maza uh, was the guy who I managed to, to beat. And his uh, I rating 6,250. So well I, was, I was pretty happy with that. Um, I then did Sunday Night Lights. Uh, didn't make top split this week, which is a bit of a shame. Um, and was on for a really good race. I qualified fourth. I think from memory, I uh, managed to sort of work my way up into to second um, and was just trying to be really patient um, until I gave myself a bit of a self-spin, basically the lap after I, I got into second and uh, third clipped my, um, clipped my side and gave me damage. And basically, the car was just slow after that. I yep. had no pace and basically slowly went backwards to to 12th um which is a bit disappointing because i was on for a pretty good result and i ended up staying on and doing the next race because i was a bit frustrated and 
had another pretty good race, although I was racing with this guy who, I don't know, we were it was a top five and we were all driving around together, being pretty patient. I was just staying in the draft. Um, and then eventually he sort of made a little mistake. So I decided, well, I've got the run on him. I'll take over in fourth and he can slot in behind me. But he had other ideas and decided to defend into the chicane. So I broke early and tried to, you know, file in so that we'd stay in the draft. And then he made a few more mistakes. I think I made him a bit nervous going for the move. And uh, we eventually, we, we lost the draft pretty quickly of the top three. Uh, and then, so I tried to get around him again, went defensive into the chicane. And at this point, we're just losing seconds per lap because he keeps defending. Yeah. Um, and he was defending really early. So going right over to the left really early. So the next lap I decided, well, if you're going to go over to the left early, I'm not going to go all the way over to the right. I'm going to make you really have to uh, compromise your entry into the chicane and I'm going to sit myself right in the middle of the road. And yep. he just came over, kept coming over, kept coming over, literally hit me in the side. Like I was going <laughs> dead straight down the uh, the thing. Yep. I'm assuming he just expected that I would let him continue to come across and I would move over into the right-hand side, which I wasn't just going to continue to let him defend and, and yep. you know do nothing. Um, so he hit me, uh, luckily no damage. And somehow we both got away with it. Like I have actually no idea how we both got away with it. Um, oh, I ended up, very lucky. Hit, yeah, I ended up leading him for most of the race and then made a slight mistake and we touched wheels, uh, into the final chicane, which was just a racing incident. Um, it, it, it wasn't okay, but I wasn't happy about the treatment I got on the straight earlier in the, early in the yeah. race. So I ended up with a fifth for that, but it was pretty good. And then, um, obviously we had Aussie car, so I guess we can talk briefly about that. We went to Monza, um, which yes, was interesting. Um, yes, it was something sort different of, anyway. Yeah, it was sort of mixed mixed results, mixed levels of happiness and annoyance for me. Uh, yep. Off-tracked my second qualifying lap, and if I hadn't, have, the lap that I put in would have put me on the front row, which is yep. pretty cool. Um, and then had a, a weird race one where I was sort of lost the draft of the top four, four or five, then got it back and then lost it again by making a mistake and then got it back. Um, and then obviously managed to uh, get, Ru- uh, not Russell, sorry, Donald into the last corner to get fifth, but was involved in that amazing Six dead heat finish, finish that we're going to yeah. we'll talk about, which would be pretty, was pretty cool. And then yeah. uh, second race again, didn't qualify that well. Qualified eighth, uh, no, 10th, sorry. Was it even more? Was it 12th? I can't yeah, remember. It was, it was low. I think it might have been twelfth actually. And um yeah. And then sort of fought my way back through the field. Nathan and I sort of tried to work together for the whole sort of race, but we, at times the footage show. The um the coverage of it was yeah, you two nose and tail the whole way around. Yeah, I think we just we weren't good enough at working together. We kind of were tripping each other up. I would make a silly little error or we wouldn't quite get the run at the right time which means we'd have to back out or then we'd both back out thinking one of us was going to we just didn't quite get it right um which meant we were losing a little bit of time to the milo boys ahead of us and yeah and then coming through ascari the last lap i decided to try and mount one of those uh <laughs> blacks uh, i don't even massive yeah, the- pyramid curves um and destroyed my car and was lucky to make it home in eighth spot to be honest i i completely just destroyed any resemblance of undercarriage that car had left and yeah yeah, almost in practice almost didn't make it home but managed to stay in eight actually um, what snell snell did in race two himself uh, by the look of it so exactly Uh, you you did start 12th uh just to confirm that as well 
thought uh, so. Well done. I had um, two of the worst starts to races I've done in a long time. So one of them I didn't even get in gear again. I was too busy worried about uh, wrong settings. I uh, had a wheel map to 600, which was meaning I was throwing it, having to throw the wheel around like an, a madman just to get around corners in Monza. But worked that out after qualifying. Couldn't even get a lap in in, in practice. Um, got it together for qualifying. Changed it just for the race and then had mind on something else on that. So I didn't get her into gear and went straight to the back of the field, 30th with about a second off the pack uh, by the first she came, which obviously quickly evaporated as everyone stopped for the first first corner and um, worked my way back up to, I think it was about 20th, um, 0x, which was really good. Very, very happy with that. Ooh, uh, what a Monza coming through the field from the back. Uh, did get a slowdown uh, on the first corner, avoiding a crash. So uh, apparently stayed on the track, but still got a, um, <laughs> uh, so got 0x. And, Sounds and like hacks to me, Peter. Uh, it was very much hacks, but yeah, I just avoided avoided people. Got got a, got some speed up. Felt confident again with the car, which then led into uh, number two. Didn't put in the best qualifying because I was just worried about staying on the track. And um, started in that race around twenty third of a thirty field, so way back again, and stayed out. And then got me and Ira got sort of locked into a sort of a battle and, and the same thing we I kept on tripping over myself trying to get past him or not get past him and then uh, made multiple stakes on corner ones and corner one when I got in front of him uh, losing probably a second a lap and I could see it on my flat map how far backwards I was going so then I sort of gapped him and tried to stay in front and then tried to break the draft uh, to the point where I was probably 0.7, 0.8 ahead of him going into the, the main straight again each time and he could get right back up and not over, able to overtake. So it meant I could lead and I was doing a second lap quicker and was starting to gain on the people in front finally. And then uh, I actually broke him with three laps to go, which is when he decided to pit, which was great for me because then he was going to come out. I was going to do I focused on my in-lap. Uh, he had to come out on an outlap on colds, which made me put about four seconds on him in that, that lap. So came out four seconds, five seconds ahead of him. Um, but as I do in this massive window of no one near me, so I couldn't do anything for the last two laps. I just had to hold on uh, to get um, 16th. So up seven positions in, in the last race as well. So that that was good. Um, pretty good team results. We had Chastity on the on the pot on the... Uh, podium for race one in the the crazy finish which we'll talk about but yeah Matthew Mites unfortunately had a bit of an accident number two and Tim seemed to Tim Court seemed to get caught up in a few incidents as well unfortunately but look other than that we went to uh, New Hampshire in the trucks in the stock car racing Asia Pacific powered by SimSpeed and AOG thing that I'm in so New Hampshire, for you people who don't know, no banking pretty much, just an oval um, mile in length, um, pretty heavy braking zones at either either end of the track and had it sort of feeling smooth going in but not really right and then just fell into bad habits. Um, had a bit of pace while the tyres were good but I quickly shredded my tyres up, which is something I don't normally do but because of the heavy braking markers, I was too busy going in heavy on the brakes and um, we had one caution, which unfortunately involved Tim, which we found out now was a racing incident, even though I don't agree with that, but you know, stewards will we'll go with it. 
but uh, he ended up three laps down because of it. And I ended up a lap down because we went green to the to the end, which was two thirds of the race. So I got off, couldn't couldn't could not steer the car at the end. I didn't want to pit though because I would have lost too much time, like a few people that I beat did. Um, but yeah, had thirty three percent of the inside right front um, left on the tire, which wasn't <laughs> optimal for doing quick laps. Um, but yeah, came home in fourteenth, started seventeenth. What can you say? Trucks. Uh, we had to Richmond this week. Uh, I've done a little bit of practice on that, but nothing for a couple of days. So we'll see how we go. It's a little bit of a three-quarter mile track. Uh, good banking, though. Tricky turn two exit. Um, short track racing. We'll, we'll see how we go. Um, just got to see how many people turn up. That's the problem at the moment. It's only 20 people last Wednesday night, and it seems like a few people are dropping off since then as well. So, But we will see. That's all I've been up to. No officials, no nothing else. Um I guess yeah. the other the other stuff probably worth talking about. Um, obviously, there was Formula One on the weekend. There was some controversy out of that. What what was yeah, your? Apparently, uh, I haven't seen it yet. You still haven't seen I, it? Okay, I've been way too busy. Honestly, <laughs> every time I sit down to do something, it's just like um, I either fall asleep or I've got to try and catch up on other stuff, house stuff, all this other stuff. So yeah, fair but enough. Hamilton apparently did the dodge on Max <laughs> from what I understand from all the spoiler talk. Yeah. It's a, it's a tricky one because you don't want to discourage not racing. Um, I just think there's so many factors involved. I, I've watched it a fair few times now, just out of intrigue and trying to just trying to think like what other result possibly could have happened. And it's like, yeah, it was an aggressive move from Hamilton you're sticking it up the inside at a ridiculously fast-paced sweeping corner where if there's any contact, it's only ever going to end up horribly wrong. Um, Max Verstappen, one of the most aggressive drivers Formula One seen for a long time. So can he really complain about Hamilton being aggressive? Yeah. The the only main problem I sort of had for with it was sort of the fact that Lewis didn't really hit the apex. But also having said that, you know, the way Max squeezed him over onto the wall, he kind of made it impossible for Hamilton to make the apex. So he kind of should have known that he was going to drift wide and maybe give more room. Verstappen did from the onboard camera. You see him open in the open his wheel up slightly to try and give him a little bit more room. I don't know. I think it's hard because I think Lewis knew that if he didn't pass him on that first lap, lap and a half, that he didn't have the pace to stay with Max. And the, maybe he did, but I think deep down he knew he didn't because of the way that the sprint race went the day before. Basically, the exact same thing happened. Max got him off the start this time, though. Um, and Hamilton tried a few moves on the first lap. As soon as he didn't make it stick on the first lap, um, Verstappen drove away from it. So it was one of those things. Uh, the more I've watched it, the more and the more I think about you know what we're expecting these drivers to do. The fact that Max is super aggressive as well. There's a world championship on the line. The more I lean towards racing incident, but probably like fifty five percent Hamilton's fault, forty five percent for Stappen's fault. It it was just a it was just a weird one. And like I don't know, I'm probably not smart enough to be analyzing those kind of incidents, but between drivers that are that world-class. Um, so maybe I sound like an idiot, but yeah, it was it was really tricky. And and the other thing I, I kind of think is like, if that had have been, say, I don't know, uh, George Russell and Kimi Raikkonen having the exact same crash, I'd, I have a funny feeling the narrative would be very different. 
and yeah. people would be very quick to say, ah, it's just racing incident, two drivers racing hard. But yeah. the fact that it's Max and Lewis and there's a world championship on the line, I think that's where the polar rising sides of no, no, Max is an idiot, no, no, Lewis is an idiot sort of come, comes in and makes it yeah. a much bigger debate than it probably is. That's it. Yeah. So, um, And then we had the supercars on the weekend as well, which was which, a few more sprint races. So, uh, and then they've gone and they're talking about doing Ipswich uh, finally for the first time in a long time, which would be great. I'd be able to get down to it. It's only an hour and a half drive from me, and <laughs> that's the weekend we're camping up in Noosa. So, yeah. oh no, I have to go to Noosa. You poor thing. <laughs> well, it is. It's the, yeah, anyway. I won't go into it. It's all good. Let's move on to the news, though. So. Yeah. Welcome to the news, everyone. Uh, brought to us by CD Symptography. Uh, Clayton Davies, you're a legend. He's doing some great work over there. Some of the shots he's pulling out from the dirt are amazing. You can go check out him on Facebook, either Clayton Davies on Facebook or CD Symptography. Um, just does some ultra-realistic looking stuff out of um, out of uh, iRacing. So if you want to get yourself uh, some really good shots, maybe you could put up on your wall or desktop or anything like that or just to help promote your stuff, CD Symptography definitely the place to go but he brings you the news and we've got three big things to talk about in the news uh the first one we will start with the cash converters supercars e-series it's finally been announced now we sort of hinted at it a couple of weeks ago when we had emily jones on where she was talking about nothing's been announced yet and hopefully it's going to come soon um brayden first off off the bat uh, excited that it's back yeah, I just guess, first of all, I want to say congratulations to Matthew Mites for making... Oh, wait, no, that's right. He was no. talking about that. Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> Inside <laughs> Discord joke, guys. Um, <laughs> Join our Discord, uh, lockdownlines.com slash Discord. Uh, and you still yeah, would have seen it. <laughs> really cool. Uh, it's nice to see uh, professional sim racing broadcast on sort of mainstream media again. I'm, I think I'm pretty sure I saw that Fox Sports had picked up the... or renewed yep. the coverage for it. So I think that's pretty so cool. Let, More eyes on the sport. Let's go through the actual announcement, I guess, before we go too far into it then, since we're touching it on already. So uh, the E-Series will take place on the iRacing platform, which is pretty obvious. It's number one out there. Running over six fortnightly rounds, starting on Wednesday, the 15th of September through to 24th of November. So midweek V8 action for you over the end of the season, which is really good to see. Um will offer the fans a perfect mix of supercars, main game drivers, and elite sim drivers. So I assume you'll be seeing a few of those naysayers that are real-life drivers not coming in it. So I don't think we're going to see Davey Reynolds racing. Um, I don't think we'll see Wing Cup or anyone like that. But um, we will see some of the best pro drivers on simulators, um, which will be really good. So it's it's going to be a double championship um, within the series. So there'll be the All-Stars, which will be the main game supercars drivers. And what I'm excited about, the Dunlop Super 2 drivers will be joining to to sort of fill in the gaps there. Uh, And then a Pro Series, which will be the Elite Gamers. Stop saying gamers, people. You're going to get the the sim races upset. Um, (laughs) Representing supercar teams and major brands competing for the top prize of more than $20,000. I guess the big news, which we touched on just then, it'll be live broadcast on Fox Sports 506, KO7 Plus, Supercars Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube pages. So plenty of places to check it out, including free-to-air TV, which is awesome news. So you're excited. Midweek racing, um, fortnightly. I'm going to have to so, record it and watch it after the Vs, obviously. Yeah, so it's... <laughs> 
went yeah well, that's it so <laughs> is Chaz racing in in the V's now or is Chaz <laughs> racing in the the pro series I guess or the <laughs> series so and Kaseki as well to be honest but no, it's good to see that they've you know the, the people backing it um are bringing it back it's huge news so good luck to all the drivers that are obviously going to get announced over the next couple of weeks that are actually racing in it um obviously we'll see some of the biggest names in Australian um V8 online racing included in that. Um, I, you could probably rattle off 10 to 15 already that are going to be doing it. Um, but yeah, it's going to be really, really interesting to see who does get the run and what are the pro, the actual main drivers, especially the Super 2 drivers, are going to get to um, cut their wares on the, on, the, on the rig as well. So any predictions already? Obviously, Shane, well, I mean, Shane Van Gisbergen's probably going to, take out this as well i, <laughs> I guess so if, if uh if that's what he wants to do i'm sure i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure he can i'm assuming we'll see some names like um dane warren and those kind of guys uh i'm up, hoping up um, funding for it we're talking we'll talk about it in a sec but young ethan warren i hopefully gets a bit of a call up as well so mm. um starting to really show show he's just as good as as the other uh, as is his brother so Hopefully, you know, he gets a bit of run. Obviously, Emily Jones will, will be there. Um, Madison Down, who we've actually got in the podcast coming up fairly soon as well. Um, it'll be interesting to see, though, the, the, those those sort of the lower drivers, the ones that aren't TTR or Altus, um, how many of them get a go. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, Jordan Caruso and, and, and drivers like this, uh, who, who where they're going to sit. I guess because you know you think that Cooper Webster, you assume they're going to get a run, but what team they're going to align themselves with? I guess so. Mm. Um, very very interesting couple of months coming up, and look, I'd love to do a little bit more content around it, but we've got to obviously talk. We haven't even talked about the actual announcement yet, so let alone whether we can, you know, put some more content in there. But I'd love to get some drivers to preview races and and interviews after races as well and, and whatever we can do to, to support it and get our names alongside it in a, in a rough kind of way, that'd be really good. But yeah, So if you're, if you're listening, Foxtel, hit us up. We're happy to help yeah, out. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that That's going to happen. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, look, I don't mind having a bit of a chat about it either before or after the race and uh, or both and, and, you know, just slot it into the segment or whatever we have to do. But we'll Sounds talk good. about that as we get closer. Um, let's move on to the next bit of news which we've got a pre-recorded piece for you so uh we're obviously helping sponsor the aussie car um both v and skip barber series we've we've announced and had the the scoop on the the new seasons each time for the last couple of seasons now since we've been podcasting uh and this new season's no different so i'd like to welcome to the podcast ira Felberg to tell us all about the new new content we're coming with the aussie car and welcome, Ira, to the podcast yet again. Appearance number like seven or eight. Well done. Uh, we're here to talk about the scoop on Aussie Car for season nine for Formula Skip Barbers, uh, season two for Formula V, and the brand. No, we haven't got a brand new thing to announce. It's all good. Um, Ira, welcome. Congratulations on um, the, the last six weeks of, of racing. How, how have you found it overall quickly? Yeah, good. Yeah, thanks. Thanks again for having me. I'll say firstly. And. Um, yeah, it's been pretty good. Um, the fees have been a bit uh, a bit rough, but we can talk about that in more detail. But, yeah, it always amazes me how quick six weeks goes. Um, so here we are again already, uh, starting a new season. And the skippies have just been, like, 
I feel like I've said it every season for eight seasons, but they just literally do keep getting better and better. And no thanks to the drivers in there. And we've had a couple of races now with, you know, 0.3 and then the dead heat last week, the, you know, triple zero. So, um, and all throughout the field, yeah, the racing's been pretty good. So, yeah. Yeah, let, let's let's quickly talk about the contrast of the two series we, we've, we've had running this, this season. So, Formula Skip Barber's some of the closest finishes across large groups of people. So we've had six and seven cross the line within like a second of each other multiple times this season. You, the dead heat you talk about, multiple times it's been less than, than half a second or less than a couple of tenths to, to, to get the winner. Um, what an amazing series. But then you turn around with Vs where um, pretty much you haven't gone without having to, to do multiple incidences in, in multiple races and, and involving the leaders. Um which is the biggest surprise. And what have you found the difference between the two? Uh, yeah, look, um, you know, there's no doubt the Vs have been pretty massive. Anyone who is in the Discord knows that by reading the penalty list. Um, but in the driver's defence, I think there's a few things contributing to that. Um, a, it is a new car. Um, does take everyone a while, you know, to get used to them. The other thing is the tracks um, weren't really helping. Um you know, to be honest, really what happened was, right, I got a lot more cars than what I expected. So, you know, yeah. I was kind of thinking maybe 20, 25 cars. Um, but those tracks, and I'm trying to keep it as much free content as possible. Um, you know, well, I was at the start. But, yeah, too many cars, <laughs> I think, on small tracks. And, you know, a combination of things. Not knowing. The other thing is the car's actually quite kind of darty, if that makes like uh sense to drive it's sort of like pretty easy to like move around move over the other thing is a lot of those drivers in there are actually like brand new drivers like they are new to league racing so you kind of got to cut them a bit of slack but having said that um obviously i had to crack down by about round four there was a lot of people on penalties and you know i talked to my brains trust and it's like what do we do? And I kind of felt like I had to do something. So we doubled the penalties. And I, I said to race control, I said, look, this will work, right? But someone will get caught up in this. Someone who's normally pretty clean will get two penalties in the race <laughs> and get a week off. And multiple Aussie car champion um, found himself in the in the firing line after round five, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And, and look, it is, um, it's funny, right? It's kind of harsh, but it's not. And here's the thing from no. a league owner point of view. Um, that kind of, and I'm not talking about, you know, like that racing is incidents or racing incidents, right? I'm talking about the pulling back out onto the track, punting free people from behind. The problem with that kind of driving, right, is that it's not sustainable. Like as a league owner, we've seen what's happened with the dirt leagues, right? And I tell people, right, it's like bad service in a restaurant, right? Most people don't say anything. They just don't come again, yeah. right? Yeah. I've already had a few drivers tell me like they're not coming back because of the standard and you know, I, man, being objective, right? I can't blame them. Like, I stopped racing after round four because I was getting pissed off, right? Um, just yeah. getting, you know, punted and taken out. So, but yeah, you got to be patient too. Um, it takes a while to build it. So I think, you know, new drivers, a new bunch, like you guys have been around, especially Braden, the Skippies from the start, right? It wasn't always this good. Um, <laughs> and the same kind of thing happened. I think what you'll find is next season, a few people will drop off because they'll realise it's not for them. But already we see like a core group there of like good drivers. And in the driver's defence too, right, two things I'd like to say. 
one, I have not received one single complaint from any driver saying I don't think that was a fair penalty. And two, all those drivers that were on that like um, list, you know, only had one penalty. Bad boy list. Yeah. Pretty much most of those drivers, right? I don't really tell tales out of school, but I'll say this: <laughs> most of those drivers actually messaged me personally and said like. I'm embarrassed that I'm like yep. even on there, you know. So um, I hate doing it, but it shows me that it's working. And it's just about, I think part of the problem with free tracks true, right, was it was kind of almost a bit too easy because especially with sim racing, I found you've got to do not just one thing right, but 10 or 20 things that make the driver place some kind of a value on finishing over being fast. Because that's the problem, obviously, right? You wouldn't go running into people in like $15,000 Vs in real life. No. Um, so that's why I do the things the things that I do. And look, some people will say it's strict and that's okay, but um, it, we, I know it works already. I've been doing it for a year and, um, yeah, you just got to stay the course kind of thing. And look, I think most of those drivers will come good. Um, the other thing is bigger tracks. You know, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna change that. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I think me and Braden have talked a bit about this, and and Braden will agree that it's also to do with we've had almost a year driving together. Most of us skippy drivers, we know what what's going to happen. We know who to look out for, and I think V drivers just haven't had that yet. So look, hopefully, give them three or four months. If it's the same crew in three or four months' time, you'll see just probably even closer racing in in Vs and a lot cleaner stuff coming that way. But let's go on vacation, mate. Let's. Let's take ourselves to Europe, get away from the cold, and and tell us about season nine of Formula Skip Barbers. But the the, the similarities that you're going to see in Formula V this season as well, I guess. Yeah. So same thing. Talking to my brains trust, we kind of decided that it's better to try to stick. It makes sense for everybody, the drivers practicing, me, and also Jay and everyone who works on the broadcast to where possible stick to the same kind of tracks so we talked about that um and basically we've got a couple of seasons of tracks left that we haven't used um and we haven't done it just a european season yet so yeah i thought it was time to uh get russ and the kids and <laughs> uh, head <laughs> off to the european vacation so first round um the other thing is mo there's three rounds that lined up with officials in the skips that was a big part of the incentive as well because where possible i try to make it you know it makes sense if you can have those tracks so people that are doing officials kind of get the the benefit of aussie car and the official if you know what i mean yeah so yeah first track up is going to be red bull ring grand prix for the skips and the v's um then we're going to barcelona because we haven't done that yet in the skippies we don't have to go there if you don't want to, you know that. That's Grand Prix layout. <laughs> well, one thing I should go back to saying about this season, I think the skippers have shown the racing on the Grand Prix tracks has been really good. Yeah, it It really suits the cars, and um, so that's part of the reason why I thought sort of keep that flavour going a bit. Now, round three is going to be the oval round, and for the skips, we're going to go to everybody's favourite oval, the best oval on there, well, in my opinion, and Jay's, <sighs> and that's Dover. So, yeah, it's a big sort of fifth-gear bank coliseum. Um, it's a bit like USA, but on steroids. Not really. It's only 400 metres longer, I think. Um, and you can still spin out, but it's got a lot more banking, and it's going to be uh, quite a quite a fun race. Now, the Vs aren't going to go 
to an oval yet. Um, I don't think they're <laughs> quite ready for that. So um, something we will introduce later. But yeah, we just because you're so close, you know, guys would know what it's like. So that round, the V's are going to go. Or I should say as well, round two, Barcelona, the V's will race on the national layout. Yep. Slightly shorter. Silverstone, yep. round three, the national layout as well. Then round four is at Imola, both on the Grand Prix layout. And then Here round we five, we're going back to Nürburgring, Grand Prix Strecky, Grand Prix layout. It's an official that week. Um, but this time, for the Vs and the Skips, it's going to be the endurance round. So it's instead of being two races, it's going to be one 50-minute race. And then the last round for both uh, series will be at Solda on the alternate layout, which the only thing different on that is just the final chicane entering the straight, because I hate the other chicane. It's way too tight. <laughs> the alternate is just a more open chicane. And then yep. the main the main thing with the Skippies... Um, the points and all the way that's working is it's I think it's all going pretty sweet. Um, so the only thing I am going to change is that we're going to uh, restrict the fuel to 40% now for all races. So we've done it for some races in the past, but for now on for all servers. So in the 30 minute race, um, you're going to take fuel. Tactics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what, what it'll do, it'll do a few things. It'll mix it up a little bit and, um, it was actually Jay who, like, originally made the suggestion, and then I think Tim, one of your drivers, also suggested it. Because um, what it will do is, obviously, you can't take the fuel until you've burnt it. So it'll it'll stop people stopping for tyres on lap one and two, um, and you'll you'll have to run a certain amount of laps before you can pit in. So it'll narrow the pit window. It'll still allow plenty of options, but really, like, for a final product, what we want is cars racing together on track together as much as possible and like you know james's win at usa was really cool for james right because he pitted on the first lap and then he didn't know until like the end it was like a buzzer beater he hit one from halfway you know but it's it's not much it's cool for james but it wasn't cool for the viewers um it's more interesting if they're racing together so yeah and and look the other thing is what will happen is there's some tracks i can tell you already from testing if you can save fuel You'll only have to take the short fuel. You won't have to take like a full um, blue so, fuel. Yeah. So the way it sits is it's seven point nine is the forty percent. Uh three point eight slash nine is is the top up, which you can. So we are still doing two front tires, right? Yes, two front tires. That's gonna. So you can put in that small amount at less time than it, what it takes to put the tires on. So it's basically no change. But that only gives you 11.9 litres to get across the line. And definitely some of the tracks you can't get there with 11.9 unless you feel safe. And I know you said that you shouldn't have to pit on lap, or you won't be able to pit on lap one for fuel. But I'd take that as a challenge the way I burn fuel. I might be able to pit on lap one. You'd be able to do a two pitch <laughs> I just might, two, I just might need to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is he doing? He's coming in again. <laughs> yeah, so. Do is, yeah, you're right. What you said is exactly right. But it'll make you, I don't yeah. know. There, there will be drivers that have to do 7.9, which means their pit stops will be roughly about three to four seconds longer than everyone else in the field. So yes, you've done um, your research. Yes, that- I've been doing my research for a very long time on this stuff. I love fuel. This is going to be amazing. I can't wait. You can take the 3.9 while you take tyres and it doesn't yes. affect your stop at all. But no. yeah, if you've got to take... And look, some of those tracks, I can tell you right now, you, you will need it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Definitely. So it'll come so into it. That's that's the only changes. No no other format changes. No points changes. It's just the tracks. Um, there are no free tracks in that. But what I want to point out is every single one of those tracks is a common mainstay in a cycle in a in a iRacing circle um, track list for any kind of season that they do. So you'll see Barcelona pops up, Silverstone pops up, Zolder pops up, Imola always pops up. Uh, even the ring, people go to the ring all the time in in games. So by purchasing these tracks, if you're only new to to, to iRacing, you haven't got many tracks, you will use these tracks 100% from the track. So yeah, um, and look, the only change really is for the V's. The Skippies have been we've been doing hand picked tracks for like I yeah. don't know five or six seasons now. And look. Um, at the risk of sounding arrogant, it was suggested to me that Aussie cars kind of beyond free tracks anyway. And, you know, we want committed races. And if you're going to race on iRacing regularly, like you said, you're going to, you're going to use all those tracks anyway. So, yeah. Yep, definitely. Anyway, I think they're going that's... to provide much better. Um, they're wider tracks. And are you going to be able to get your passing done way before corners? Because some of the tracks we've raced on this year, um, the straights weren't really that long. And I think that's why people were doing a lot of two wide and stuff so yeah. i think they'll yeah it, it'll make it better I'm, I'm confident any kind of thoughts on all that Braden? no no nothing specific um definitely looking forward to going back to nurburgring i had good fun there last time so hopefully i don't run into the back of russell this time shout out to russell <laughs> sorry about that um and yeah interested to see how the red bull ring goes because uh i really enjoy watching the racing at, um, at red bull ring it looks like a fun track to drive so looking forward to that yeah and also especially like th- this is following what you say half of the tracks are, are part of the actual i racing season so the schedules so the officials so you know you're going to be racing these ones anyway which is always good extra practice at, at stuff like that helping people's i rating as well um, yeah, and with Dover, look, I realise people will have to buy that as well, but um, we'll probably run it for a couple of seasons before we yep. move on. So I'll make sure we get a bit of value out of it. Definitely, um, and also what this will help is locked on racing. So we'll be able to practice at most of those tracks together with the V's as well. So I look forward to to running with the few of the V guys that I just don't get to run with at the moment because we're running different tracks. So definitely looking forward to that. Well, I figured it but, just makes sense for everybody for practicing and uh, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, thank you so much, Ira. That is awesome. We can't wait to see what A happens with the end of season eight and season one of the skips and the V's, but um, see how this all rolls out in season two and, and, and nine in, in both of them respectively as well. So thank you for your time. Thanks for doing an awesome job and we will catch you next time. We've got a big announcement to talk about. And thank you for that, Ira. Again, you're an absolute legend. Now, Braden, anything quick now he's not in the room? Do you want to talk about what what you think? Well, nothing that I wouldn't say to his face, you know? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm excited. I, I, I've enjoyed the Grand Prix tracks um, this season. Uh, I, well, I don't know if that's just because I've done better than maybe other seasons. Maybe being able to stick in some people's drafts helped me out a little bit. But um yeah, no, I'm looking forward to heading back to some some tracks I've driven before, like Nurburgring, and Imola's obviously been in the official series quite quite regularly, so it would be nice to not have to go bare bones into a track like I'm doing this week with Coda, which is 
Uh, if I don't have grey hair, I'll definitely will by the end of this week because I'm not enjoying that track whatsoever. Um, You're just lucky you got hair to turn grey, mate. That's true. Shouldn't complain. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, should be should be a good season as always, and hopefully we get lots of returning drivers and we can uh, maybe put on a battle towards another top five or maybe better. Who knows? So I've got some questions here from our Discord. Um, the first one is, how are you going to manage the new fuel regulations? Yeah, probably not well. <laughs> not well. Um, yeah, definitely. I think it's. I think Ira's taken a distaste to me being up so high and is just trying to implement things that uh, puts me down the list. <laughs> no, no uh, I think it's good. It'll definitely be intriguing. Um, yeah, you just have to be smart with how much fuel you take on and uh, when you take it. And I definitely like the idea of at least stopping people from pitting so early. It's just gotten a bit predictable and you know, anything yeah. that changes the racing and makes you have to think a little bit more is, is better. Yeah, look, like we're, we're in the race. So so us watching the replays and going, or the broadcast again and going, cool, those guys have pitted first. Those guys have, haven't pitted yet. And watching and knowing the difference between them is really intriguing and really entertaining. But if you watched Monza on the week, yeah, last week without that experience and out that knowledge you'd be going why do they keep on cutting to these cars that are 35 seconds back <laughs> and like why is it such so important like well, what's going on here and you know having those those cars they will be together the pit window will shrink down to probably that um i'd say about the the, the 15 minute window to the 23 minute window 24 minute window uh you'll have to pit somewhere in there so f- for the first half of the race you'll see everyone will be racing together and and for the last probably you know seven or eight minutes of the race everyone will be racing together which means you'll know where you are at any one point in time which is really good makes closer racing which is what we want to see so very very excited about it myself especially because that will give me just that little bit extra chance to do something with it every now and then yeah you'll probably be able to finish the endurance races on your one tank of fuel god i hope so that'd be really good (laughs) Um, we'll see how we go. But let's go on to another, the last piece of news for tonight, which is Ira Felberg has joined us again. Now, he was a big um, part of 111 uh, Esport Racing, but now he has got some news for you. So let's go, Ira. And welcome, Ira, again. We have some more news to talk about with you on the podcast today. So we've just announced that uh, you've left Team 111 and 111 is officially no longer. Is that right? Uh, I'm not 100% sure on that. Actually. Okay, we don't know. We're not reporting on that just yet, but we are reporting that there's a brand new team in the uh, in the world, in the world of iRacing, and you've brought it to the world, and it's called, you can announce it. Uh, it's going to go under the name of ORT, Aussie Car Racing Team. So this is your own team that has spun out of, obviously, or sponsored by, I guess, like we're sponsored by our own podcast. You're going to be sponsored by your own league series. But So you're going to be, let us know, where are you racing to start with? What what, what leagues? Yeah, so, well, first of all, probably should go back and just explain 111. Um, oh, yeah, probably. So, um, yeah, basically, long story short, that was uh, or somebody else's team. Um, me and a couple of other guys been together actually for a long time back to CMR days which used to be a really big team and we sort of stayed together and um, a couple of the guys, the guy who owns the team he sort of lost the passion a bit, stopped racing and most of the other drivers sort of moved on and there wasn't really a lot of sort of driving happening and you know Aussie cars 
starting to really sort of like get traction and I always kind of wanted my own team but same thing I was always patient about it I thought no need to rush in it and like be on a few teams first which is what I've done I've been on three sort of decent teams now and over about five or six years or whatever it is and so yeah I thought I've learned to be it's time for my own I just felt it was time basically and there wasn't a lot of racing happening there so yeah I thought it's time to form my own team so yeah it'll be based a sort of a league team but you know a bit separate brand branding as well under the ORT um and it will carry um well yeah league sponsors but separate sponsors there's not too many at the moment just uh Symfinity uh he's staying on board Steve he was the owner of 111 so he's staying on as a series sponsor as well you know so there were, it was all amicable like we're still mates there's no no issues there he understands he said it was inevitable you know I'll probably get my own team um and then uh, the only other sticker on there I think is the locked on iRacing podcast so yeah um so yeah that's basically um where i'm at and what classes will be running v's uh and skippies uh mainly and i've also um got a driver which i can probably announce now that stuart crawford will be uh having a full crack at the scops for the rest of the year and then hopefully between now and then we'll find him a teammate to do the full season next year uh he's raced them before um just in the race yesterday actually didn't quite make the grid and then two cars pulled out and he made the grid um and i just said to him look man just do the old stay clean and he finished 20th so um and he hasn't driven them for a long time so once he gets back in the groove and we get a teammate that's something uh, as a team owner i've kind of had ambition not you know we're not going to win the series but it'd be nice to like have a car represented there in the top split or high up in the second um, and then the other part of the team is we're going to do a, like on most of the special events. Um, a couple of other drivers have come on board and said to me, hey, I'm doing, you know, other things, but I would like to race special events. And one of those is Dennis Hancock, who you guys know. He's mm-hmm. going to do like a couple of the GT, uh, helping jump in the 12 hours. Also, um, Nick Scarab, who does comms for SimSpeed, and Jonathan Hancock from 247 um myself uh and yeah Stuart um that'll be our we've got six drivers there so that'll be a 12 hour um team um well you could do a 24 hour with six but I prefer to have a few more so yeah and then quickly back to the V's I've got a bit of an exciting announcement there um somehow I've managed to uh get a couple of good drivers for my main V team and I can announce that uh Sean McKenzie and also Lee Partridge who are currently yeah. two and three in the championship yep. at the moment. Um, they're going to be coming up on all board. the big drivers. Uh, yeah, they're going to be coming on board. And then Stewie and I will probably be teaming up. Um, and the other person I've signed is uh, Jackie Chalmers, who is a, yep. uh, a young female driver from Scotland. Yep. And, um, yeah, I thought she'd be good to have as a development driver and she could probably use a bit of financial assistance on there. So... Um, so yeah, Jackie's going to be uh, representing our colours as well, and so then not Sean quite and as I. Many drivers yeah. as the um, as locked on, but getting there, you getting there. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, no, I'm not quite in your ballpark yet, but uh, you know, I need another ten or twelve cars, I think. So. That's it. You do. <laughs> but yeah, no, and just probably uh, myself and Sean in the uh, will be teaming up in the skippies. Um, yeah. yeah, I think Stewie's probably just going to run V's and concentrate on scops. 
skippies might be a bit too yeah, much. So, and we'll see. Um, you know, I think I'm pretty sure once the team gets up and going, there might be one or two other people out there who, you know, um, want to jump on board. The other thing is, I've got my eye on a few drivers. I, I think with teams, drivers prefer to be invited rather than like put their hand up and say, yeah, I'll join kind yep. of thing. So, so yeah, so I'm pretty excited about it all. Um, it's representing like a decent brand. We've actually got a couple of real, you know, paying sponsors and um, it's just a small start, but um, I'm pretty excited. And uh, yeah, the paint will be released uh, Thursday, but you guys have had a look at it already. And um, the, drivers, the drivers liked it, which is always the, because I, I painted the car myself and, <laughs> Yeah. I felt sick just about before I showed them because it's the one thing you want them to be proud, you know, because I know myself, like, a good paint job is worth at least a couple of tents, you know, so, um, and <laughs> we, they all loved it. the funny thing is, we, we locked on with the Vs, we had Cal put his, his team together and I, I, I just went, Bernie and um, Vic, you guys need a paint job, I'll put one quickly, I'll throw it quickly together for you not thinking anything and they've stuck with it all season and now they're leading the v's they're leading the team so we could end up getting a championship with the paint job yeah. that was <laughs> literally thrown together last minute uh, how and, awesome uh, would that be but uh, yeah I, I really um i hope you guys get it it'll be it'll be an interesting last round hopefully everyone oh, behaves gonna be nuts i'm gonna be nervous as hell watching it tomorrow night so i can tell you that but anyway that look it, it does look awesome i can't wait to see it. there's no green on there so thank you no. Ira, for doing that Get rid of the green. Hashtag kill green. Anyway. Yeah. You um, want the green walls, kind of like the Berlin wall, just like <laughs> fully tear it, it apart. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's uh, really I decided, good, so. oh, well, you know, Aussie car, red, white, yep. and blue. Um, it looks striking. And the navy blue I've been using on Aussie car a fair bit. So that's kind of where that came from. Yep. No, it'll be good. Everyone will love it. So definitely good luck. Um, I'm sad you, you turned down our bit massive offer we threw at you, but you know, congratulations on making your your own team. And I told you you can't afford to... me. I know we can't afford you. We tried. We threw everything we could. No. I found two bucks. No, look, the I more that was going to be enough. But anyway, more the more teams, the better. That's the other That's thing, it. you know. Yep. No, definitely. Good luck, and I can't wait to race against you. Thank you again, mate. See ya. So, Braden, are you excited about racing alongside something other than green cars? Yeah, it'd be nice to have another team to battle with. Um, obviously, Ira could uh, had was able to resist the temptation of coming and joining Locked On, <laughs> but uh, it's good to see him get up his own team. And I know one thing that he uh, has a real passion for is developing and coaching drivers, and you know, seeing people become better better racers themselves. And I think with his own team being able to take some uh, less experienced drivers under his wing will be something he'll really enjoy. And I, that that's what I'm really happy for him for. We'll have to see if there's any kind of strategic alliance formed between Locked On and Aussie Racing, Aussie Car Racing Team. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll never know. So it'll, it'll give me someone to battle further down the pack uh, other than white cars, which happened last week. So, um, yeah, look, very excited about it. And congratulations. Good luck. And if you want to join, uh, definitely don't join Aussie Car Racing Team. Join Locked On <laughs> Racing. Let us know. But um, right. that'd be great. Uh, let's move on to the results, uh, which this week's brought to you by our Discord. You want to join our Discord, lockedonlads.com slash Discord is the place to do that. Uh, it's really good fun. Check out uh, what people are cooking, what people are playing. And the funniest thing that's popped up this week, and a shout out to... Um, Lachlan Mansell, who's in Beauty and the Geek, there's a whole Beauty and the Geek uh, uh, chat channel, 
popped up out of nowhere that I have no idea what it's going on about, but uh, the boys in there are, are having a bit of a chat about it. So, uh, yeah, definitely come in and check out what's going on in the Discord. But let's go to the results, mate. Where do you want to start? Formula Vs? Yeah, we'll start with the Vs. It was another pretty crazy night of racing, <laughs> I guess you could say. Um, I'm not sure if you managed to catch up on the broadcast, but it was just, I got yeah. to watch race one, and that was as far as I got before all hell hit lo- hit, hit the track uh, for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was. The, I love the part in the race where they because Jay Kennedy, Sim Speed, had decided this week, instead of doing the Zoom call, he was going to do the second BC and do the replay and replay. And he's showing the replay of a big crash. And then on the main screen, a, <laughs> an actual real crash, a big crash happened. So it's like, where do I watch? Where do I watch what's yeah. going on? It was pretty um, intense. At the one point, there was 15 cars in the lead pack following each other, like through the very short, quick, non-breaking areas of Lime Rock Park, Lime which Rock. Is- why? Which is pretty much the whole thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, in the end, uh, race one was able to be taken out by Chris Noble. So he picks up his second win for the season, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, from Mikey Harlan, Dennis had a uh, Dennis had a shot. Daniel had a shot, rather. <laughs> Kirk Broadhurst, Mitch Dean, Stuart Crawford, Max Donnelly, Cameron Dance down in eighth. Nathan Verney yep. and Jamie Skeller on debut getting a top 10. Um, and obviously, there's, there was mass, some massive moves again. I feel like this name is a person we keep talking about pretty consistently with the big movers. So if he can get his qualifying right, we'll be right up there. So Max Donnelly came from 21st to 7th. Verney, yeah, well, um, 16th to 9th. Uh, Neil and, Yates, and, 26th can to 11th. Can I mention Verney's 9th was with a um, chaotic incident on the last turn, which dropped him probably from... I think it was fifth he was sitting in back down to ninth there. It was, uh, yeah. Unfortunately. He did pick up fastest lap of the race, which is unfortunately not worth any points in race one, if I'm correct. <laughs> or is that right? Or is it not I worth any know. points ever? I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, Stuart um, Crawford, 17th up to six, which we just heard before. He's got his own new team now. Actually, um, I should before I continue, I should mention as well that Vernie was actually technically eighth spot because Cameron Dance, although he finished in eight, uh, got, a, got a 30-second time penalty, yes. So yes. he um, fell right down. Right down the I'd field. Shout out to okay, Paul Jackson, twenty ninth up to thirteenth. Did you just mention that one? But uh, Matthew no. yeah. Joy, twenty eighth up to fifteenth, which technically would be probably about fourteenth, I'd say, yeah. with the yeah. the penalty in there. It's a very good effort from uh, locked on locked on racing zone. Um, but Paul Ward's in there as well, thirty first up to sixteenth. There's some really good moves. Obviously, people who stay clean. Uh, didn't get involved in the incidents uh, like our very own Vic Ben Feltson, but you know everyone else. Uh, <laughs> very very good racing. But Absolutely. let's go on to race two, which I didn't get to watch. So what happened? The finish looks amazing. Yeah, so it was another pretty hectic race. Um, with it was a little bit more um, calm, but still some some silly mistakes going on. Uh, there was a couple of people merging into each other on the straight and. Uh, a couple of not so good re-entries, but overall the it, the racing did improve, which was nice. Uh, and yeah, another really really close finish for the top three with Cameron Dance taking the win by two uh, twenty thousandths of a second, or I guess two hundred yeah, two hundred seconds a second. Yeah. Um, and Ray Oliver just a tenth um, back from the leader as well. So the top three all split by. Uh, 0.113 which was pretty close and I guess uh, just kicked off the close racing for 
the week of Aussie car as it continued into the Skip Barber racing. Um, but yeah, so Cameron Dance, Lee Partridge, Ray Oliver rounding out your podium from Chris Noble, Russ Green, Stuart Crawford, Kirk Broadhurst, Daniel Hedishide, Sean McKenzie, and Mitch Dean rounding out your top 10. Although having said that, Ray Oliver did uh, actually lose his spot on the podium due to a 30-second time penalty um, for a, an incident as well. So it actually bumped Chris Noble up into third spot. Yeah, good result for a, a, a round for him in, for sure. So Paul Jackson, 31st up the 14th or 13th after the penalty. Um, very good effort there. Uh, our very own Nathan Verney, 27th up to 19th. Not too bad. Um, the big ones were in that top 10, so 24th and 26th for Daniel Hedgeshide and Kirk Broadhurst, respectively, up to what ended up being 6th and 7th. Yeah. Uh, and even Russ Green, 17th into 4th is really good. The one I want to shout out, though, Jamie Skeller on debut, qualified 25th, gets the fastest lap of the race only, and then finishes 18 laps down from <laughs> the eventual winner in 28th position. <laughs> so yeah. if he had got his qualifying all right, Wow, that would have been a much better performance for um for jail result for Jamie Skeller, yeah. but unfortunately, yeah, the the not the best way to do it when you don't get a lap in or you don't get a, an official lap in for um qualifying really hurts you. But definitely, well done to everyone involved in that. Uh, hopefully. With round six coming up tomorrow night, or by the time you hear this tonight, uh, we see some slightly better racing as far as cars staying on the track and uh, leading into next season when um, we probably get some even better stuff with uh, the probably the hot, just slightly higher bar of entry that people are going to have to jump over to get in. So I guess uh, it takes us to the championship points. Yeah. So exciting stuff here. Cameron Dance uh, has a pretty strong hold over Lee Partridge now in second. I think that's, uh, what have we got, 29 points, um, who's 17 points clear of Sean McKenzie now in third. So the top three are looking like they might be sealed up with Daniel Hedishide 41 points back from Sean. Um, so it's going to be really tricky to to get into that third spot yeah, now. But as you know, anything can happen, um, especially in these Vs at the moment. It wouldn't take uh, much to have two bad races. Kirk Broadhurst, fifth, uh, fifth. Alex McKellar in sixth. Uh, unfortunately, hasn't returned after round four, so missed the last round. Uh, Mitch Dean, seventh. Dennis Hancock and Paul Jackson tied in eighth. And then Stuart Crawford and our very own Nathan Verney tied for tenth. Yep. Um, I'm still trying to find it. I've got to go all the way back up here, but um, really good effort to all those involved. Um, it's going to be very interesting last round um the obviously the big thing is we've got the road to 2k which as we've said before lee partridge has won there's there's yeah. no there's no question about that but we've got dennis hancock and paul jackson equal second on 300 points apiece so that will be decided tomorrow night or it may not be decided we may still have a dead heat uh jackie Chalmers doing a great job from over in scotland in fourth but really needs an accident from from one of those to get in there and get a win. But with if she's got a chance, and so does Vic Benfeldson in fifth and Max Donnelly in sixth, not far behind that. So those few last few points will be the, the key. The one that surprises me and shocks me, now I, I say that with the most amount of love for these guys, uh, we go into the team points. And for the life of me, I can't work out how this has happened. <laughs> uh, Locked on iRacing interviews is sitting there in first place for 557 points. Um, these two literally took themselves out 
two weeks ago <laughs> at Sakuba. Um, they were just trying to make it fair for everyone, Pete. They didn't want to win the team's championship by too much, you see. Well, apparently so. No, congratulations, Nathan Verney and Vic Dawson for going into the final round with a 13-point buffer over Chicken Up Racing, Martin Turner and Mitch Dean. Top Slit Racing, which hasn't raced for a couple of weeks, um, is still sitting in third. But obviously into sim... Um, Esports has got a really good chance of jumping up into third there um, from fourth position if if Alex and Alex don't turn up, which I assume they probably aren't at this stage, focusing on Skip Barber. Uh, team 111 for the final time together, Steel Crawford and Ira Felberg, although I don't think they're running those colours um, for the last round. have got a very good chance of third as well, to be honest. Um, but then locked on Black Sheep Racing to 457 is probably a little bit out of the out of the run. Um, but that a very good effort to be beating home White Knuckle Racing, Sean Doyle and Dennis Hancock, probably because Sean Doyle hasn't raced it for a couple of weeks now. Um, and then locked on Iris and Houston results. Matthew Joy and Callum Heinrich on debut, sitting there in eighth ahead of um, Jackie Chalmers, who's now joining 111. No, Aussie Car Racing Team, um, <laughs> Ray Oliver, for JP Simshed and Max Donnelly's own New Zealand Sim Racing there in last position, but a single team entry. So, wow, so much to watch tomorrow night. I can't wait. And, um, yeah, super nervous going in. I can't believe that um, the two guys are sitting there. Like, you, you watch that season, I just don't understand it. Um, yeah, it's um, great to see those guys up the top and it'll be... Interesting to see if they can hold on. I, I noticed there was some practice going on in the Discord before, so I'm not sure if they were practicing Vs or if uh, they were practicing skips, but I did see some people in there, so hopefully they're working on that for the um, final round, which would be really good to see if we can get a team up there for the for the win of the team's championship. You're right. I, I think I've just announced stuff I shouldn't have, but if you listen to this, don't worry about it. By then, he probably hopefully will have announced it. If not, bad luck. Um <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, let's move on to let, let's quickly we're we're in a roll, so we're going to go through to let's just go Aussie Skip Barber. Yeah. Um, and we obviously we went to Monza, uh, had two really good races. Uh, let's talk about the first one, which on paper here is a dead heat. There's nothing between the two drivers. So Ben Snell and Alex McKellar, technically Ben Snell wins. I guess yeah. it goes down to a, a thousand, like less than a thousandth of a second to decide that. Um, but the interval on on the sheet is literally nothing. So, yeah. congratulations, Ben Snell. I guess. Uh, but as we mentioned before, the top six: Ben Snell, Alex McKellar, James Chatsonoff, Russell Clark, yourself, Braden Martin, which is Donald Sabinal, all within point eight seven six of a second. Yeah. as they crossed cross the line. Very close. And it was crazy because not only was Ben and Alex a dead heat, triple zeros, but also Chastanoff back to Russell Clark was two thousandths of a second as well. So it, it's just insane how close that race ended up being. And then you even go down to the fact that Ben Snell led for two laps. Alex McKellar led for two laps. James Chastanoff <laughs> led for two laps ever since yeah. that race. Yeah. They, it was just back and forth the whole way around. Great pack racing. Great stuff. Like there's four major spots on that track. You've got to really stay with the other the other team or the other drivers. And everyone was able to do that for 24 occasions across the six laps. So uh, congratulations to you all for doing that. Uh, Matthew Mites came into seventh, just under four seconds behind the pack. Uh, Sean Doyle then back in eighth uh, and, and a little bit of a gap to Ashley Knowles in ninth. And Nathan Verney 
very, very close. I think that's seven, seven thousandth of a yeah. second back behind Ashley Knowles in tenth. And that's although amazing. although Matthew Mites finished the basically four seconds behind the lead pack, um, he was actually right with us up until the second to last lap when there was a bit of a checkup going into Ascari and yep. he dropped off the back and lost the draft. So it was um, very close to being a seven car finish as well. Yeah, definitely. Well done. Uh, big movers, Jamie Willits, uh, 24th up to 11th, 18th for Craig Kerman up into 12th. Uh, Dennis Hancock, 20th up to 13th, uh, which has pretty much secured him the road to 2K, but we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, but they're the main movers um, yep. that I can see. Uh, so then let's go on to race two. Race two was just as intriguing, but for all different reasons. Um we finally see uh, the old master Russell Clark not spinning out. Russell Clark the third, (laughs) the third. Yes. Uh, So no, no spins this week. And that meant he actually won the race by 1.5 seconds. So uh, superior pit strategy stayed out ahead of everyone else and was able to manage the cold tires a little bit better than his teammate in Don Sabinal. But we, it was very interesting on the, on the broadcast, Obviously, two Team Milo cars racing together, two Top Switch cars racing together, two Locked On cars racing together. And that was what was going to be the top six, except for Lee Harrison threw himself in there uh, as well. So well done to Lee, obviously, for holding on. Um, but well done to all, all three teams for racing so well together to bring such a close finish. So uh, obviously, your pit stop wasn't as good. Yeah. You need a bit of talking to? No, it was my fault. Uh, um, I overshot the pit bay, so I had to chuck it in reverse and obviously cost me a bit of time, um, which meant I lost the draft to Nathan um, when we were working together. So, yeah, it was a little bit disappointing. And yeah, and then last lap, obviously, decided to try and turn my car into a a monster (laughs) truck. Um, and yeah, decided to ruin it. So I ended up 11 seconds off. I was basically with Nathan the whole race. So a bit of a shame. It could have been a sort of sixth or seventh. Um, I think if I had came out with Nathan, um, I don't think Chasty probably would have caught us. Um, no. Because we would have been able to work together a bit more. I sort of left him out to dry a little bit. Um, but yeah, not not to worry. Yeah, all good. Uh, Russell Clark first, Alex John second, Alex McKellar third, Lee Harrison fourth. Very good drive from ninth. Uh, Donald Sabinell in fifth, Nathan Verney in sixth, James Chastanoff seventh, yourself in eighth, Brady Baldwin with a very bent front nose in ninth, and Sean McKenzie in tenth. Uh, so that was your top ten. There's some movers there. Jamie Willits again, eighteenth to twelfth, I guess. Um, Dennis Hancock thirteenth tw- to eleventh, twelfth, twenty third, twenty third up to sixteenth for Peter, and twenty fifth up to seventeenth for Ira. Um, yeah, and even Brady Baldwin there, sixteenth up to ninth is um, that's that seven seven jump is is always good when look everyone bar the last three finished or last four finished on the lead lap, um, yep. and, and it was I, only at the side and Domino was only one lap down, so it wasn't like he was far off it. So yeah, and obviously we could quickly touch base on Matthew Mites' unlucky incident. It was a shame yep. to see him get taken out. There was a bit of a crash between Sean Doyle and. Who was it? Uh, and, uh, Ashley Knowles. Ashley Knowles, that's right. Um, and basically their cars sort of got locked together. And when 
uh, it sort of spun. It almost like slingshotted Sean back across the middle of the road and straight in front of Matthew. Didn't really have anywhere yeah. he could go, unfortunately. So um, yeah, unlucky off his front him. left tire. So yeah, once again, about two two bad races in a row, which sort of hurts the team points. But um, yeah, we'll get on to that in a moment. So let's go to the championship table, which. Yep. Do you want to start with that while I try and get it going? Sure. So Alex McKellar has taken a pretty commanding lead uh, again, or continued, I suppose. He's uh, 43 points clear of uh, Russell Clark. So barring a complete and utter disaster um, by one, maybe not turning up <laughs> or somehow basically scoring next to minimal points in the next round, he will uh, take home his first Aussie car title. Uh, Russell well, Clark has seen it happen. Like Ben Snell... Didn't make the end of that race, lost 20 odd points. That's right. Uh, Russell Clark, second, uh, two points now ahead of Ben Snell in third. Uh, back to, uh, what do we got? 28 points back to myself in fourth, and then Chasty a further 16 points behind me uh, for fifth. So two locked on cars in the top five is a positive result. I think, I think we, if we had said that at the start of the season, we would have taken that. We'd be stoked. Yep, definitely yeah. three in the top ten with Nathan Verney sitting there at three forty-four. Yeah, uh, so with the, with the big competition for him being another locked-on car in eleventh. So, yeah, you know we've, we've locked three in the top ten is always a good effort. Yeah. So Donald, uh, Sabanel, Dennis Hancock, Sean McKenzie, Alex John, and as you said, Nathan Verney round out the top ten. Uh, the road to two K uh, is being led by Dennis Hancock, who's got a pretty commanding lead over Brady Baldwin, and then yourself uh, holding on to third place. So you might be uh, yeah. getting a trophy before I get a trophy, Peter. Yeah, we'll see. There's there's eleven points there between me and Farron. Um, look, what can I say? I'll just do if, if I do my race and just not make the stupid mistakes I'll be making. Um, then that's that's what I've got to do. That's what I've got to get there. So I'm looking at the. I'm just confused because I'm looking at the numbers next to the positions, and we go we go down to fifth Ashley Knowles, and we go to eighth Craig Kerman, <laughs> and then ninth Tim Court, and then sixth David Summers, and seventh yeah, Darren Lassou. I just and then eleventh and then tenth. It's a bit all over the place. <laughs> yeah, that's not actually what it is. So that that's what was doing my head in. I wasn't trying to sound all super serious and stuff like that. No, look, if, if if I don't make any mistakes, I can at Coda. I'll be, should be right. Yeah, but you know, I've, I've we all go back to USA Speedway, and and one mis- one mistake changes everything. So I'll let Brady Baldwin in there, but you know, I'm still hoping that Brady can sort of you know t- make make a mistake, and we can have we can have a battle for second. But yeah, Dennis has got that one, unfortunately. But let's go on to the teams where top split racing is very close. It's it's six. Eight points ahead of Van Diemen Racing, which is uh, so that's the two Alexes ahead of Donald Sabinol and Russell Clark. Uh, you guys have snuck in there in third. Uh, that's Braden and Nathan in, in the news and results, uh, locked on iRacing news and results at 757, which is a good chunk of points ahead of the interviews podcast, uh, which is Chastanoff and Mites. Now, obviously, they've been struck with um, issues the last couple of races, and, and obviously, that first race of the season. So um, look, anything can happen, but look, have third and fourth in the championship. Yeah, I'm not going to say second. We're not going to get second. Um, third and fourth in the championship, pretty well locked down. It's a pretty good effort for this, for the team. So well done, everyone there. So white knuckle racing in fifth. The old noodle squad, um, is coming in sixth, and um, then myself and Tim, who and Tim missed around. So shout out to noodle squad because i've just noticed that 
obviously Ira does listen to the podcast because he must have heard us laugh about the fact that it said Noddle Squad and not Noodle yeah, Squad <laughs> and it's been changed. So <laughs> shout out to you, Ira, for listening. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well done. Our one listener. Well done, everyone. Um, yeah, so the Man Cave podcast is in seventh. Uh, Black Sheep Racing, the locked on version of it, is only 10 points behind us in eight. So there's a little bit of a... A thing there, so we'll have to keep Jeremy off Tim's toes and make sure Tim actually has a solid race. Um, missed Apex Racing in ninth, uh, Rookie Racing in tenth, eleventh uh, sees first eleven racing. White Knuckle Racing version two is down in twelfth. One eleven Esports is in thirteenth, but I think Ira is holding the the charge there alone. And then there's a few other, you know, High Octane, KP Tech, and TBNZ. Uh, are all floating down there for the remainder. But that's Aussie Car Skip Barber. So let's quickly move on to scraps. I'll quickly run through that uh, since I was involved in it. Uh, and then we'll move on to a few pre recorded things for you before we head off. Um, but Brady Borlos uh, took out the win at New Hampshire. Um, Matt Danson in second. Justin Howe, well done on the drive to, to sit in third. It was amazing sitting there in voice with him. As he sort of slowly tried to break uh, people like Jason Martin, of all people, uh, he also came from ninth to get third as well, but uh, put on an absolutely stellar drive uh, to, get, to get on the podium there. Am I correct um, in saying he also made you then sit through the replay in Discord the next day to talk about how he got third? Or did I did I jump in in the wrong part of the conversation? That no, day? that was <laughs> there's three days in a row now I've had to rewatch Justin Howe's replay just to <laughs> how good how good he was. So um, that was a very good effort. Like like I said, he was extremely proud of himself to be able to break Jason Martin. Uh, so so he, should so should yeah, and drop that that draft. Uh, so Jaden Russell in in fifth. Simon Mazomo from 14th up to 6th. Well done there. Uh, Matty Jones in 7th. Uh, Daniel Yeaman in 8th. Ryan Jones somehow cut to ninth. He did a really good effort from going from 4th on the grid back to ninth. <laughs> that's, that's that's personal best for him, I think. Um, Darren McKenzie started 10th, finished 10th. So well done, all those involved. Um, but let us go to the, the other Oval series, which... I really do want to get into, but anyway, we'll, we'll see if I can get my schedules around. But Anne's car, so take it away, Carl. Give us a wrap on what happened in Anne's car in the last week. Hello, chaps and chapettes, and welcome to the Anne's car wrap up. I'm Carl Withy, and tonight, as ever, we're starting off with the truck series. Season two, round number 10, saw us at Martinsville Speedway. 34 drivers would compete at the tricky concrete half mile oval and 455 laps of green stint would come to an end for Ansgar. It was a Mitch lockout at the front with Micklemore on pole and his teammate Martin in second. We would make it 12 laps before the yellow fell and would appear 10 more times in the evening. Despite the cautions, we saw some great on-track action. But the top three were untouchable, with Micklemore taking out the win, Martin second, and Foster bringing it home third. Joshua Carroll-Walden would get fourth, and Skurlock would come across the line in P5. The championship remained the same, but the gap closed at the front. Foster in the lead with 394 points, second, Martin 24 points off the lead, third. 26 points down is Josh Micklemore. Fourth, we have Nathan Clark, fifth, Raymond, sixth, Norman Clark, seventh, Finley, eighth, Wellman, ninth, Robbie, and tenth for Schultz. The trucks will be back next week at Rockingham. Next, we move to the Xfinity series with the Wednesday Night Thunder. New Hampshire would host round nine of the series and would see Foster taking pole, followed closely by Hobson. 
The race did not have the cleanest of starts with a couple of early incidents, but once everything settled in, we saw some good long green stint action, with the top five battling it all night long, a mix of tyre saving and track position being key. Everybody taking their turn in the lead. A caution came out just at the wrong time for some, as they were just starting to cycle their green flag stops. However, the caution thrown gave the leaders the opportunity for chance to pit under yellow. The final 72 laps were run under the green flag, and we saw some good runs from the pack, with racing throughout the field. In the end, it was Josh Micklemore taking the flag for his second win of the week. Second was Gallagher, third for Hobson, fourth for Foster, fifth for Skurlock. Gallagher remains in the lead of the championship with 412 points. Second is Phelps, 47 off the lead. Third is Micklemore, 63 points down. Fourth, we have Hobson. 5th is Norman Clark, 6th Donnelly, 7th Raymond, 8th Davidson, 9th Hunter, and 10th is Finlay. Thunder returns next week at Fontana for a race at the Auto Club Speedway. Next up, the Cup would roll into New Hampshire and see a tough race for round 21 of the series. Martin would take pole next to Neil Pearson. The tricky Magic Mile would catch its fair share of drivers out. After 13 laps of green flags, green flag, the caution would fall and we would see it come out seven more times in the evening. But between yellows, the racing was hot. A late caution would bring out a green-white checker, which would see the 0-3-5 take out his first victory in the Cup Series, along with his debut in the Cup Series, Mr. Daniel Hedersheet, prov- proving he was a worthy signing for the Tari Autosport by taking the win. Second place was Dyson, third for Gallagher, fourth for Pearson, Josh McMorrin, fifth. Micklemore remains in the lead of the regular season championship on 788 points. Second, Gallagher, 60 points down. Third, Skurlock, 73 off the lead. Fourth is Martin. Fifth is Danny G. Sixth is Pearson. Seventh for Foster. Eighth for Dyson. Ninth for Raymond. And Traher in tenth. Next week, we will have a well-deserved rest for the cup drivers having an off week, but we will be back after that. As always, if you want to catch the Ascar action, in full, come join us on FGM Ecast, your place for e-pace. And a big thank you to Locked On iRacing and Locked On Lads for bringing you all the best in Aussie sim racing action. Back to you guys. Thank you so much for that, Carl. And let's go on to the really, really big event that happened in the last week. We've talked about so much racing, but Scops happened again. And for the next couple of weeks, Scops is happening almost every week, which is really exciting. So uh, really good effort. They all went to Alton Park this weekend, but... Instead of hearing me drag on about how good the V8s were at Alton Park and how many controversies and how many crashes there were, let's listen to our mate Jay Kennedy describe all the action. So take it away, Jay. And welcome, Jay. How are you today, mate? I'm absolutely fantastic, mate. Thank you for having me along. It's been uh, a little while trying to get me on and uh, finally done it. Mate, I did that thing where I threw to you and you weren't there. Like, we've done it. You've been on the podcast, but you just didn't turn up. So yeah, thank well, you, Cam Dance, for filling in that day. Thanks uh, to uh, Cam. Cam legend. for being the pretend Jay Kennedy. Yeah, look, he was. He did a far better job than the normal one anyway. Very but true. look, we're here to talk about Scops. And it happened again on Monday night. The, the V8s went to Alton Park and a track that, I must say, I, I don't like too much for lack of overtaking. But how did we go in the Super Split 2 on Monday night. Yeah, it was a, a controversial weekend of V8 Scots Racing with uh, Brian Borg that doesn't and... doesn't sound right. <laughs> Brian, Brian Borg and uh, 
Bradley Vaughan both uh, blitzing away at the front of the field before they made contact with a couple of laps to go, ending both of their nights. And Logan Barnett did a bit of a Bradbury, stole the win away <laughs> and uh, made himself go through into top split. So Logan Barnett's yeah, first appearance in top split. Brian had t- led 22 of the 24 laps of the race, yep. unfortunately. Um, but he only ended up eight seconds down. How devastating would that be, though? Has Brian got into um scops before and into the top split yeah he's, he used to run in top split quite a bit but so there you uh, go yeah, so it's not hasn't hasn't quite had the form that he once did or, or the talent is probably improved a little bit more than yeah. uh than brian's been able to considering he's been around for quite a long time but yeah definitely had the quickest lap in the race as well but yeah it was good to see an extra person up there though in logan taking it out but um so what did the stewards report say from that? Or was it just a, a racing incident in the uh, end? There was a penalty that did come from that one for Bradley as well. So, And to make it worse, he was the one that ended up the worst out of the contact as well, facing the wrong way, stuck in the middle of the track at uh, the second to last corner. So he uh, almost got cleaned up by a couple of cars as they come through as well. But we also had a couple of safety cars throughout that race as well. So there's a fair bit of carnage in split too, but it was a very, very good race and uh, to see... Uh, Logan Barnett finally pick up a win. Uh, Sean McNamara in second and Ben Christensen third. Those guys all had a very, very good run. But yeah, it's, it's always disappointing when the guy that has the most pace doesn't get the win. But just uh, means that next time, uh, Brian Borg will have to work a little bit harder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a bit more hungry. That's it. We I see Justin Wallace there, 19th up to 7, was obviously had some good racing, but obviously a few people must have gone out in front of him. And, and Jamie McKnight, the, as always, with pace, uh, 18th up to 9th as well. And just behind him, um, Stephen. How do you do that one? Kokoschke? Yes, 20th up to 10th as well. Some, yeah. some good little moves there. Yeah, there some um, big movers oh, throughout the field. as well, 30th up to 14th. Well done, yeah, yeah, there's a, a lot of movers through the field. As you said before, it's a, it is a tough track to pass, but if you can work yourself through that uh, that long sweeping corner at turn four before the hairpin, yeah. we were seeing a lot of moves there. There's a lot of contact at that spot too, which uh, was where the first safety or one of the safety cars came out from. And uh, we'll talk about it in a second. Uh, the top split, there was a fair bit of controversy at that corner as well, but. Um, Logan Barnett obviously picking up the win got himself in a top split for the first time ever became the 447th driver to make top split wow that that is a good number I didn't realize it was that high I thought it was about 420 something last I saw but that's um that's a significant number well done so let's move on to top split race one where if you look at it the top three, top four is a pretty standard top three, top four. But as you said, controversy. So walk us through what happened there to see Madison end up winning the race. Yeah, the so uh, Jordan Caruso picked up the pole for race one. He uh, was absolutely blitzing in qualifying. But uh, turn one, lap one, side by side, bit of door-to-door <laughs> contact, resulting in Jordan Caruso hitting the wall at the exit of turn one. And then uh, from there, Madison down, led the way, but... Struggled a little bit with pace later on in the race, and Ethan Warren was starting to close up on him quite a lot. Uh, Cooper Webster in third, Andrew Gilliam in fourth, but you, you look at the results, it doesn't tell the true picture of who was fast and who wasn't, but Dylan Rudd was a really, really good mover through the field. He picked up like 16 or 17 positions and finished in 15th. He was a, a real star driver of the well, day. But, did too, yeah. Uh, Ethan, yeah, Ethan Warren, though, his form over the last few weeks has been absolutely incredible. And 
um, really starting to come out of his brother's shadows. You know, we've always seen Dane be really yep. strong and, and Ethan sort of being in his shadows. Well, at the moment, Ethan is surpassing Dane because he's doing dominant drives throughout V8's Gops and, of course, one at Watkins Glen last round and uh, yes. a second in race one this week. Yeah, definitely good stuff. And obviously a little bit to play for now with the announcement of the E-Series during the week. Um, these guys are obviously eyeing off a few things that could be coming up down the track and, and wanting to impress. But look, uh, as you said, Dylan Rudd, big moves there. Um, also, Emily Jones, as always, 18th up to 10th. Uh, Adam Briggs, 15th up to 8th. Some really good stuff there as well. But whew, let's move on to race two. What happened in race two? Wrap it up for me, mate. Um. Yep, controversy is what's happened in race two. Absolute Alton controversy. Park and controversy. I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, so again, first and second on the grid, same two drivers, Madison Down and Jordan Caruso. They made it to turn four, or sorry, turn five to the hairpin this yep. time. Door-to-door contact once again, but Madison Down ended up in the wall, dropped him way back in the field to seven-eighth or so. So uh, he uh, he did drop a long, long way back from that contact. Uh from that as well, Andrew Gilliam took the lead of the race. He and Jordan Caruso first and second for quite a long time. And then there was more controversy at the same corner when uh, Andrew Gilliam got a little shove from uh, from the car of uh, Jordan Caruso. meant that Ethan oh, Warren sto- stormed through and stole another win, back-to-back wins for Ethan Warren. James Scott also coming home in second after contact between uh, Richard Hampstead and Cooper Webster. James Scott just stormed on through it and stole uh, second position away. But Andrew Gilliam left absolutely heartbroken after what would have been his third win, his first winner this year, but his third win overall after winning both races at Mossport last year and uh, has to settle for fourth position, unfortunately. But Madison Down, after winning race one, highest he could get back to was 17th. He's He had... Uh, a really off second race because we actually saw him make mistakes, which is something very, very rare. You see from Madison Downey, uh, spun it a couple of times, had a really good battle with Jack Boyd for quite a lot of that second race, but ultimately couldn't get past him as well. Yeah, definitely. So we've also got Jake Maloney there, 35th up to 15th, 20 spots. That's a magnificent effort there. Um, And we're looking 17th, uh, 17 up to 11th for Adam Briggs and uh, Jack Boyd, as you mentioned before, 19th up to 13th. So it's really good uh, moves through the pack there. Have you got a championship table update there, winning chance? I do. Madison Down is leading the championship, but I don't have it up on the screen. I'm going to get it up right now, so it makes it look like I know what I'm talking about. Well, he's still there. That's pretty good. I'll just vamp. I'll keep on going like um, while we're getting that going. But where's the next race as well? When are we getting on to the Enduros? That's what I'm really keen for. Enduros are in four weeks' time, but our next race, we're actually doing back-to-back rounds. So this weekend, we're back again. We're at Belle Isle this weekend for the next round of the championship. Which Oh, that's uh, going to be carnage. We, um, we, we had joined the schedule uh, a little while ago now, a couple of years ago yes. now, and that it's been one of the most entertaining rounds we've had. We, um, we've always done that race a little bit differently as well. So um, looking forward to that this weekend. And then straight after that, we, uh, we go back-to-back. Well, well, two weekends apart for yep. uh, Imola and Phillip Island, and then a three-week break before into Bathurst. Um, oh, that's all happening. We've also already got a wild card confirmed for Bathurst, which we'll talk about another time. But uh, we've, got, we've got an international team coming in for the Bathurst 1000, which will be cool. That's easy um, to know. Um, but yeah, championship-wise, Madison Down still leads. He's got now 190 points. 
on Richard Hampstead, Josh Anderson in third, Brady Myers in fourth. But we also did have uh, some drop round championship points as well, which sort of showed a, a bit more of a truer picture with Brady Myers up a bit higher. Brady Myers was probably one of the names that you look at and go, where was he in the results? He had an absolute shocker. If you, you could have had a worse night, you couldn't have had one worse than what Brady had this week. So oh, he's yeah, there you uh, go. a Started long way back. 36th, finished 33rd, 23 yep. laps down. Yep. So he, with the, the qualifying format, it was uh, you needed to complete your two laps and your second fastest lap was your, your grid spot for grid race oh, two. Really? Yep. He didn't get a lap in. He only completed one flying oh, lap throughout the night and had to start last. And Jake Maloney only did one valid proper lap time. So his secondary lap time was basically an out lap, which put him 35th on the grid, which is why he had that big move through the field. But Brady Myers got caught in the huge crash that we had at the start of race two, which brought out our safety car. And uh, I think it caught about eight or 10 cars victim in that one, which happened at the same time as Madison Down getting put in the wall as well. But uh, the likes of Thomas Hins was involved in that one. Yep. Damien Johnson, I assume, or no? Yep, Damien Johnson was in there as well. Aaron Dodd. Yep, exactly. Uh, Geordie wow. Sinney. Yep. Yep, so yeah, it was, it was a pretty entertaining night. If you haven't watched it, it is definitely worth a watch. It was a very, very cool night of racing. As I said before, it is tough to pass, but I think that made it a little bit more exciting because when you saw someone actually plan a move and get a move done, mm-hmm. there was yep. a lot of smarts to it, which was cool to watch. That is the one upside of um, Alton Park, and that's why I'm no good there because I just can't set those passes up. But 100% you can agree. definitely – there's the two big spots, obviously, the last turn and then the, the hairpin, um, two very good spots. So, so, yeah, definitely good good to watch and good to see, and I will actually catch up on the replay at some stages. But as you said, we've got more action happening this weekend, so hopefully everyone get ready for Belle Isle and, um, yeah, see what – if Madison can bounce back after a disappointing second race, but a very good first race. So. And he see if Jordan Caruso can stop hitting people. That'd be good. <laughs> yeah, well, he, well, if he, Madison, can stop having the magnets between and where their doors want to yeah. keep touching. Be yeah, good to see Jordan, them actually though, have a battle. It, it was Watkins Glen, he blew his engine, and now this time he's had the, these two incidences. So he's just yeah. got to get back on there. Hopefully he'll get right back in there. I'll get Altus going. Um Give give the guys a fight again, which is what we want to see. But anyway, thank you so much for your time, Jay. My pleasure. We will probably catch up with you fairly soon, and we'll end up getting you on the podcast eventually. We say your name enough in in episodes, so we'll end up getting you on. I got told I was soon. blacklisted. Yeah, we we tell a lot of people that, but they don't listen to us. They still come on the podcast, so <laughs> nothing I can do about it. Anyway, thank you so much, mate. We'll catch up no with you soon. Thanks, mate. And thanks for that, Jay. You're an absolute legend. Hopefully we'll talk to you again next week and we have a bit more of a roundup on Scops again. Uh, so, look, I want to really t- I wanted to touch on Into Sim um, Esports Network Change-Up Series. I just didn't get a chance to follow that one up. I've got to get Aiden on and have a bit of a chat to him, see where it's at. Um, but also the other thing is that they're broadcasting now is the Australasian Supercars E-Series, which is the... The V8s there going around oval, so but we won't have time for that either. I could have missed the boat on that one as well. But definitely go check out both of those guys on Facebook. Uh, the, the the racing series are really good. Definitely go join them if you're keen. But the final thing I want to talk about, we haven't got Alex McKellar this week. Unfortunately, schedules were just a little bit too conflicted and a little bit too busy this week. So, Braden, mate, take away Sunday Night Lights. What happened in Top Split? Yeah, so... Unfortunately, I wasn't in there myself, so I couldn't give you a first-hand uh, recollection this week. But um, 
obviously we were at Road Atlanta, which was um, pretty pretty good, and it's, uh, another very very close race in the Sunday Night Lights. Um, some big movers, uh, it was, and some big names returning um, as well. So it was really cool to see Dennis Johansson. If anyone hasn't watched his streams, Race Driver seventy seven, pretty prolific, prolific. <laughs> uh, Skiffy driver um as well uh so he was back um hacken grabstad um and some of the other names that you would uh definitely know but also some different names we haven't seen for a little while um which was really good to see it was a 4405 strength of field this week um so another pretty big effort um from everyone to get out and have the best drivers in the world going around in the skips. Uh, Danny Blanco started from sixth this week and took out the win. So got a, a, a win for the Sunday Night Lights. Ollie Peacock, who started from pole, uh, came second. And then regular Julian Afray, um, starting from fourth, managed to get himself up to third with Dennis Johansson uh, starting 12th to finish fourth. And that kind of field is a pretty massive effort. Um, Lagwagidi, fifth. Hakon Grebstad, sixth. Giuseppe Tellini, um, seventh. Gael Kawabe, George Maddock, Corey Lean, the first of the ANZ drivers, uh, managing a 10th spot from uh, Aussie Car's very own Donald Sabanel, uh, who started 15th and managed to fight his way up to 12th. Um, Ross Varui, Nathan Wade, Pablo Salvador, Danny Carvajal, Danielle Forgiarini, and Xavier Sanchez rounding out the, the big field. But there are some... Uh, New names that haven't been in the series uh, on SNL for a little while there, as well as some returning ones and some really, really quality drivers. Excellent. Thank you so much for that. And that wraps up most of all the results for this week. I just want to put a quick shout out. If you are wanting your league featured in our results, hit me up on the Discord, lockedonlads.com slash Discord. Get in the Discord for starters. Hit me up in a DM or hit us up on Facebook, Locked On Lads. Uh, we are happy to send someone over to record a thing with you each week. Uh, or if you want to record your own thing, we'll go through and see and show you how to do it and get you in there. Uh, we are slowly heading, and I'm looking at this episode this week and how big the news and the results sections are. We may have to end up splitting these up again, like we've already split up the podcast once before. Um, but that is one of the key things we need to do to be able to do that. So we, we need all of your help to be able to get our results section covering as much of the Australian and and New Zealand uh, iRacing series as we can get. And if you're an international one and you want to get in there as well, hit us up. I'm happy to help and work with anyone out there. So definitely, um, yeah, if you are interested, let me know. It doesn't cost you a thing, just a little bit of time, about five minutes a week, if that's that's all you really really need. So thank you everyone who is supporting us already. Um, And like I said, like you've seen on our YouTube videos, we put up those leagues that are helping us out uh, up on the the banner so you you do get a bit of coverage as well out of it but thank you mainly Anscar um Alex McKellar over at Sunday Night Lights uh into sim racing when we can get a touch of them because we're we're both very busy people um and uh the other ones that are helping us out at the moment as well obviously Jay with Scops is, is doing a great job as well but thank you everyone and let's wrap this thing up because I know Braden's got a whole heap of stuff to do, mate. So where can people find you? What do you got planned? Oh, not a lot planned anymore <laughs> due to this lockdown. But um, you can find me, hopefully I'll try and get a stream up over the weekend. Streams will probably die down a little bit over the next sort of eight to ten weeks. 
Um, but I'll try my best to be able to try and get a couple of streams up at least a week. I've been really enjoying the people coming over and watching. It was really nice to have a whole heap of encouragement um, for Sunday Night Lights, even though I did a terrible job. Um, but if you want to find me streaming, uh, come over to twitch.tv slash the one Wade, uh, pushing towards 100 followers now, which is kind of cool and getting some really good streams going. And uh, if you want to hear me talking about anything else sport related, uh, you can give me a follow on Twitter, uh, at Braden Talks. Did I see you doing a non-racing stream the other day? I did, yeah. I was um <laughs> a few of my mates. Yeah, Halo yeah we were Chief, playing some it? Halo Master Chief collection. So back in the day, uh big Halo gamer. Um and yeah, we decided to jump back on. It was actually really fun. Not many people turned up for the stream. Killed my average that's, viewers. But it was good fun nonetheless. So always come over and yeah. hang out. It was fun. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you want to find out all our stuff, Locked On Lads on on Facebook, Locked On Lads YT on YouTube. Thank you all the people who have followed us over there or subscribed to us over there. Come on, forgetting what's what. Uh, we are pushing on towards 400 over there, which is really good. Thousands is the goal because that's when we can start monetizing that side of things, uh, which sort of helps us out, which I'll get onto in a sec. Uh, Twitch, Locked On Lads is, is a place to find us over there, creeping up towards 500 over there, which is really good, going to be getting a payout from that. So thank you to everyone who's been subscribing, cheering, any kind, just watching the ads. You're all helping out build up uh, this this kitty we've got, which we're going to announce a few things uh, over the next couple of weeks. But look out on other ways you can support us um, with that fairly soon. But it's all obviously this is costing us. <laughs> chunk of money so every little cent helps at the moment it sends me from going stop me from going bankrupt uh, but you can also find us on facebook like i said locked on lads um locked on lads.com slash discord's the big one or in the show notes get it over there as well i am trying to line up some merchandise so look out on the storefront soon there'll be ways to purchase some locked on lads merchandise uh, which is our overall brand which everything falls under um, if that stuff is successful, we'll start doing more niche merchandise to do with Locked On Racing or Locked On La- iRacing Podcast or uh, Locked On Lads, the man cave. We, so. we know you all want to pick up a Locked On Lads Peter Wilkinson branded racing t-shirt. That's got to be a hot seller. It, it, it probably <laughs> won't be, but um, we have. I had a really good design for a Locked On Racing team with all the names on the back and have your own unique number on the front. Um but for now, we, well, I'm talking to someone. Hopefully, we'll be able to get costs way down and quality way up by doing it local um, and doing it in a bit of a bulk thing. So keep an eye out for that. If you want anything in particular, let me know because I'm in the planning phases of all that and now's the time to let us know. But until then, thank you, everyone, for hanging around. Uh, share it with everyone. You know, Give us a review, all that kind of stuff. All of that helps. But have a good week all, and we'll catch you next week. See you later. Bye. Drive safe, drive fast.